Welcome to the Elder Hour podcast, where we discuss the history of plants from a magical perspective. We'll be exploring the history, lore, and mystical properties of a new plant every single week. I'm your host, Juliette Diaz, an indigenous Taino bruja and seer from a long line of medicine women and men. I have a master's of science in herbal medicine, best-selling author of witchery, Embrace the Witch Within, and founder of Plant Coven. And I'm your host, Chelsea Selby, owner of a cult bath and body brand, Witch Baby Soap, college-educated holistic health practitioner, and lifelong witch. Welcome to episode 10 of the Elder Hour. This week we're talking about coconut and all of its magical cleansing properties. Yes, and immediately I want to go into saying that coconut is not a nut because the Food and Drug Administration has it as a tree nut. It's actually a fruit. Is it a droop? No. Because <laughs> droop has a seed inside. Yeah. Coconut is our first moon-ruled plant on the podcast. Exciting. Which I'm excited about. Mm-hmm. Of course, the element of coconut is water. And it's it's a feminine plant. So it's used for more passive stuff. Mm-hmm. And cleansing, purifying, protection, etc. But let's just dive into the lore of coconut. Yes. The way coconut influences my... Um, my upbringing, um, Caribbean influence in Cuba and my culture is probably a lot different than what most people are used to. Mm-hmm. Coconut is very sacred, especially to the Caribbean because hello, coconut. Yes. Um, it's kind of like a god in the fruit and plant world. So not only do we use the coconut to um, give to our deities, and gods, mm-hmm. um, we also turned them into the spirit of the deity and gods. Um, for instance, my mom has coconuts all over the home, and these are the different ways she uses it. For instance, she'll have one by the door, which is a guardian of the home, um, where she put shells for the eyes and the nose and the mouth, and a lot of um. Uh, people of color will know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll put a picture up for you guys to see it. Um, to protect the home from evil spirit and mm-hmm. from people who carry evil spirit and they won't enter the home. And I could tell you, my mom's magic is so strong and it's so potent in this one coconut that when I come with bullshit in my heart, mm-hmm. I don't want to walk in her door. Yes. <laughs> it happens so much where I'm just stuck at her door and I'll knock at the door. She'll come to the door. And as soon as I look at my mom, my being starts to cry. Like I start rivers come out of my eyes yes. because I need to let go of it before I cross the door. It's so freaking powerful. So she's used to it. She'll stand there and wait for me to get my shit together. That's like totally the water emotion aspect. Of coconut. Of coconut. So it's just so powerful that way. Um, also, for say for her altar, um, these are representations of our gods and semis. Semis, mm-hmm. I call semis because we're Taino indigenous. Um, those are what our gods and goddesses are called. Um if you practice voodoo, santeria, you know, this is also in that practices, in those practices in the culture and religion, 
um, where it stands for many different things. It could be protection. It could be for um, carrying your spirit itself. It could be for cleansing. It's just so many different ways that we use it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's honestly one of the most versatile plants to use, in my opinion. And I've been hit with one. My mom threw it across the room to, like, <laughs> fuck me up. <laughs> uh, and their weapons. Their weapons, for sure. Well, so I did some digging into Polynesian mythology because, you know, coconuts are deeply tied to Polynesian mythology, Hawaiian spirituality, all of that good stuff. Um, traditionally, they're, you like, offering cups made out of the coconut shell yes that's also the same thing for coconut groves mm-hmm. are also sacred land and are worshipped um i did find a really fascinating mythology behind where the coconut comes from mm-hmm. so there's all of these different stories depending on what island it's coming from right but the ver- the gist of it is that the coconut comes from an eel head i don't know why but it's very fascinating um so i picked the one that i like the most um in one myth hina is married to a chief that has an eel body she asks maui you know, like from Moana, mm-hmm. Maui. Mm-hmm. Um, she asked Maui. Well, he's not from Moana. Yeah, <laughs> Maui from before Moana. Yes. But you may know him, him from Moana. <laughs> yes. um, she, she asked Maui for help. He lures him in with his fish hook and destroys him and gives his head to Hina. And he says to plant it, but she doesn't. She forgets and puts it down in the bath. The like where she's bathing, and it turns into a coconut. There's a bunch of variations of this story where there's an eel, its head gets cut off, it gets planted and turned into a coconut tree or it turns into a coconut. Um, All different kinds of stories. Mm -hmm. So I can actually drop the source to the book that I got this out of, and you can read all the mythology if you want. There is another book... I mean, there's another story that I really, really like. Um, It also, the reason that I I wanted to include this here is because it is a early source, an early source of the moon being connected to the properties of the coconut. Mm -hmm. And I like that this, it comes from here because it's not just from, you know, traditional European literature uh, on planetary alchemy. Mm-hmm. I thought this was interesting. A man is saved from flooding. Uh, so he offers um, coconuts, awapui, and pig as an offering to the moon after this tragic event. Uh-huh. And he's mistaken. So Kane, the god, rides down on a fucking rainbow... And accepts the offerings and tells him, like, nah, bro, wasn't the moon, it was me, motherfucker. <laughs> and just, like, takes the offerings. But I think that is so cool. Like, 
Like he rides down on a, a rainbow. rainbow. That is so fucking cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, I love that story. There's a whole bunch of other stories like that in this book that I read. So I'll drop that in the show notes. Those that's like the sunnier side of the moon. Mm-hmm. So I also wanted to go into the name of coconut and where it came from. Yes. Um with moon herbs. You know, there's a dark side, there's a light side. It's like the tarot, the moon and the tarot can be going into your subconscious, your fears, nightmares. That really speaks to where the name coconut came from. So apparently the name coconut came from 16th century Portuguese explorers who thought the three holes in the coconut resembled a face. So, cocoa refers to head, face, grimace, grinning face, or even skull. This association has also been loosely translated to um, the Portuguese boogeyman, El Coco. El Coco. Yeah. I have a quote here from Rafael Blato in 1712 where it says coco or coca, we make use of these words to frighten children because the inner shell of the coco has on its outside surface three holes giving it the appearance of a skull. Yes. Um, if you're not familiar with this folklore, would you like to enlighten us? Well, for us, in those holes particularly is where we would put our shells to make it look like a face to Mm -hmm. make it come alive as a spirit um for again for different reasons for protection um for banishing hex breaking coconut especially those three holes are significant to like divinity Mm -hmm. so the number three and there's a way that we use it i won't say how because it is cultural um where we take the coconut and have this pretty much exorcism session if you've really um, been hexed bad or cursed bad or something is in you. Um, and after that, we go and break the coconut outside somewhere. So with that said, I know a lot of my people of color know that if you ever see a coconut bashed in the street, you know never to touch it, even walk over it, go around it because it's bad juju that was thrown out. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Anytime I see a coconut industry, I'm like, ew. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the the El Coco, or well, he is a or she. It could be he or she. It could it's, be anything. It's a monster. It's a shape shifting ghost monster. So for them, it's a shape shifter. Uh-huh. In a lot of other islands, like the Caribbean. Um, we, it's a cuckoo where our parents freaking scared the shit out of us about this cuckoo. Yeah. Um, and we totally believe in it and we're frightened by it. So anything she wants us to do, we do it because she'll say, if you don't do it, the cuckoo's coming for you. Yes. Um, for us, it was more, I actually don't even remember having a picture of what the cuckoo looked like. It was just the existence of it. And knowing what it would do and knowing that it was scary because there's so much fear involved with it. But in different Caribbeans and countries, it's um, 
not Caribbeans, in different islands and countries, El Cuco um, could manifest into anything. Yeah, so it's been rumored to be a male or female, a humanoid alligator, a dragon, a creature with a pumpkin head, and other hairy creatures. And the stories of this uh, urban legend, essentially, stretch across Latin America and into New Mexico and Colorado. Oh, yeah. We all know the Google. familiar. Um, so this monster dwells on rooftops and is known to eat or steal misbehaving children. And caves. Yes. For us, it's caves um, underwater. So I still to this day have a fear of touching like when I'm in the beach mm-hmm. or especially a river because that's where it says yeah. caves by a river and it could drag you by your feet under the river. Um, I always have a fear of stepping in the river. It just It's very slight, but it's still there from being traumatized from childhood. Mine's from Are You Afraid of the Dark? Really? <laughs> <laughs> from that pool monster Aww. episode. <laughs> that's horrible. I like wouldn't sit on a toilet really? for like months. Well, those things stay with you. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck me up. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the, at Cuco, under the bed, in the closets, in the caves, anywhere dark um, is where it would come out of. Is the boogeyman. Yeah, pretty much. So that that's like the the nightmare, the fear aspect of coconut. The mm-hmm. coconut is great. It's a life-bringing substance. It nourishes, but it also is has a dark side yes the moon it does. has a dark side it does so um coconut also since we're already at like lore and the way we use it in magic for certain people um coconut can be very evil so you could really create a powerful curse um hex binding with the coconut itself it's just like having another spiritual partner with you. Um, like we would, I call it el brujo, mm-hmm. which is the witch, um, but male, masculine, mm-hmm. because of how heavy and strong the energy feels when you're doing work to hurt somebody else. Yeah. And I felt that because I grew up in this um, community and culture where, you know, a lot of us, a lot of our, my friends' parents weren't all good witches, brujas and brujos. They yeah. were doing some heavy shit and going into their home. You could feel it and sense it. Like every, most of us all know that we have coconut faces, deities, spirits in our homes mm-hmm. as offerings or f- as protection. And I always know going into a home what kind of witch that is or practitioner yeah. by looking or feeling their coconut's energy. Yeah. I know what they've, they're so up to. That's so interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I've really got into, like, coconut witchcraft and using it in my practice yes. when I lived in Florida because, you know, like, coconut is everywhere. Mm-hmm. So you have palm trees outside of your house, like – you're just totally immersed in that coconut energy. So I used it opposite. I used it for positive. Um, It was like if there was negative energy in my house, I had like coconut candles and coconut shells. I had coconut incense. I went through this like really – I was obsessed with coconut 
even now I still use coconut for a lot of things. Like I'm one of those people that's like just put coconut oil on it and it'll fix it. Right, because it does yeah. most of the time. Um, it's like in all of our body butters, whatever. Um, I would burn it, burn the incense if there was negative energy in my house. If there was arguments, I would light the candles, the coconut. Um, I drank it. I would use coconut water for just about everything. I still use it in my bath. It's mm-hmm. like my primary, my basic magical bath to take is coconut water, salt, and lemons. That is like Powerful my mm-hmm. energetic upkeep and cleansing you don't need a lot of money to practice witchcraft. You don't need shiny crystals. You don't need all of these things. You can get a can of coconut water or coconut milk, some salt, and a couple lemons, and you're good. And mm-hmm. all of that is, like, under a few bucks. Yeah. A lot of my wet magic was born out of being so incredibly broke when I was in my early 20s, um, living paycheck to paycheck, going into the farmer's markets and just working with whatever fruits and vegetables and herbs I had available to me. In Florida, fortunately, it's really, really cheap because they're just overflowing with produce. Well, that's kind of the, for me, the whole idea of having tools was new to me when I started with social media. Mm-hmm. Um, which was in my what late twenties, yeah. Um, like Instagram and stuff like that. Um, actually, I'm lying because I didn't start Instagram until like maybe ten years ago. But either way, for me, witchcraft, brujeria, we use the grocery items, the stuff yeah. we grow, the stuff in your kitchen. We're huge kitchen witches. Yeah, we really are. Um, my mom, all her magic, you give her an egg and she could fuck you up with that egg. Yeah. And a grain of salt (laughs) or help you immensely and heal you with that egg and Mm -hmm. a grain of salt. So it's basically just having this awareness that all we really need is the things that this earth is given us and the things that we already have within us. So yeah, it's really, it's, Cool to have, you know, tarot and pendulums and crystals. Well, crystals are a part of the earth. Yeah. Um, it's really great to have all of that, but know that the most powerful properties come from all the natural things, especially, especially within you. consuming it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I really don't do a lot of bottle magic. I don't like sticking stuff in jars and making, like, bottles. It just doesn't do it for me mm-hmm. you know um I like to really interact with whatever I'm using so I do a lot of kitchen magic I do a lot of bath magic because I feel like those things are really like penetrating my aura right whereas like bottling it up to me and I'm not bashing anybody who does bottle magic or makes witch bottles or whatever or jars I, it's just not my cup of tea like if I make a jar of something too usually it's something that I'm going to like pour in my bath <laughs> Right, that's how I do jars. Yeah. It's stuff that I'm marinating yeah. spiritually and physically so I could use it to anoint, so I could use it for baths, so I could yes. use it for something. But I, I'm i not that kind of, like, put you in the fridge kind of girl. Yeah, or even, you know, I, I just, 
don't do I don't know I don't get it yeah <laughs> it just it, doesn't click with me it doesn't and like it's just because it's it's also not something very connected to what we're used to mm-hmm. so um yeah I also like to get messy <laughs> like a messy witch the what I like to get messy Oh, of course. Like, I, I like to, like, you know, I think it's just too organized. It's too clean to put it in a jar and be done. It's like, no, I got to. There has to be that active part of it again, that active meditative part mm-hmm. connection to what you're doing. So one thing I did want to talk about is moon herbs used metaphysically. Um, so moon herbs, specifically the coconut, Mm-hmm. are really good for childhood trauma, mm-hmm. childhood wounds. It's great for going with the flow. You know, if you get stuck, mm-hmm. a lot of people get stuck in stuff that happened to them as kids. They get stuck in stuff that happened in, in their teenage years, and they don't move on. So if you find that you have somebody in your life or you who is struggling to move on, coconut is a really great way to move through things, move through trauma, move through blocks, um, like open a road opener. Right. You know, um, they're also good for reparenting your inner child. It does have that um, gentle moon energy to put you in a place where you can reparent your inner child. I particularly like to use coconut milk and coconut water on a cancer moon mm. because it, it's, you know, cancer is ruled by the moon. Right. So you're getting that super moon childlike energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also think cancer women are usually really fantastic moms. <laughs> So, I I always see it's interesting because I don't I have a hard time remembering people's birthdays, but I can remember everybody's sign. And so many moms that volunteer at school are cancers. Really, so many. That's pretty amazing. Like cancers, I see a lot of cancers, a lot of Leos, and a lot of Tauruses. But that makes sense to me, like that m- mother cow. Mm-hmm. Cancer, although there's some really fucked up videos on the internet of crabs eating their babies. Have you ever seen that? No, that's horrible. Holy shit. Why? Nightmare fuel. (laughs) It's just, I'll find it. We'll put it in the blog. That's awful. (laughs) Or I'll post it. It's really, it's nightmare fuel. Um, I don't, I don't know why. Maybe they have like too many babies. I don't fucking know. Anyway. Maybe for a protective reason, for other survival. I think just because they're hungry. Oh, that's fucking awful. I was trying to be nice. Cancer moons. (laughs) We're never going to look at a cancer the same way ever again. Awful. Um, Cancer moons are a great time for reparenting the inner child. Using coconut milk or any other moon herb. Lemons. Sitting with a coconut between your legs when you're meditating like when you were saying reparenting, mm-hmm. um, just reminds me also of reinventing. So 
like I said, for us, it's, the coconut is very sacred, so you could use it in so many different ways. But sitting with it and meditating with it and having it between your legs in the womb mm-hmm. and their seed um, helps you with clarity on who you want to embody, like who you really are. And I think a lot of us, um, shit, I'll probably do it because this whole year, I mean, it's only been two months, and I feel like it's been a decade. What the hell? Um, it's been a great decade mm-hmm. this year. <laughs> but I feel like I'm not the same person um, anymore. I'm really not. Last year, she was a different person. And now a few months apart, and I'm just not the same person. So I'm trying to navigate this year with my responsibilities, um, my plans, and my goals. And then at the same time, trying to figure out who the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. Who is this person? Like, who are you? Your spirit, your mind, even your body, everything is just so different um, in a good way, not in a bad way. It's just yeah. I have to navigate and figure it out. And coconut between your legs, meditation really brings that um, out of you. Yeah. And then what you do after you meditate with that coconut, you eat it because that's where the wisdom comes in. Mm-hmm. Is after you put all your energy into the coconut, go eat it mm. and and quiet and relax, light a candle, and then try to kind of like pay attention to the thoughts and feelings that come up. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I love that. Um, it's really interesting too because I feel like that whole thing you just said is totally like coconut moon energy, mm. like going through the phases of life always continuing to turn and move and change and flow, you know? And also I feel like 2020 was almost like a portal. If for sure, I just, my hair's just standing up because my God, it is. It's a different, we're in a different place. Mm -hmm. Energetically, everything's shifted even where their sun rises, for those who actually pay attention, it's not rising in the same exact location anymore. Um, I know that Native Americans have noticed this because of them, of uh, their lands, of their farming, and how they do certain rituals and things like that. I noticed it, and then my um, indigenous people friends, they verified it for me. Like, oh, yeah, there's actually an article about this, how they're trying to tell the world that the sun is not rising on the same point anymore. It's not the same fucking planet. It's not the same place where we've shifted. So did you hear we also got another fucking moon? I know. (laughs) I fucking posted that. Like, where did the moon come from? Yeah. Two moons. How do you just get a moon and not notice? And how do you just, wait a minute. First of all, how do you just so, how do you say, shalantly? Nonchalant, like whatever. By the, the f- way, we have. By an the way, SUV yeah, you got a second moon. moon. Peace out. What the fuck? Yeah, it's two moons. So how does that, first of all, make any sense? It does make sense. Mm-hmm. It's just a temporary satellite, but that is fucking and moving shit up. Like it's we're affected by our moon as it is. It's controlling everything. What is the second moon doing to us? I don't know. Maybe moving the energy. I don't. 
it's here. Where did it come from? Why didn't we know this before? Um, yeah, I don't understand how they didn't know that. No, it's just information that I really didn't want to hear. It's really? so annoying to me. Does that bother you? I'm a fucking science. Like, I did forensic science. And before <laughs> that, I was like a science nerd. Everything planet, everything universe. I fought. I was an activist for Pluto when they said issue. <laughs> <laughs> I was. Pluto. I did some activism on it's that. My favorite Sailor Scout. I'm actually not even joking. I went to Seton Hall University where they have their science department mm-hmm. um, and did activism, saying Pluto's not. <laughs> Pluto is a planet. <laughs> Pluto. I was young, uh, so I am super into science and planet and universe, and it's really not science, just spiritual. Actually, yeah. it's all together. So I'm all about it. And then you throw the second moon at me and I'm just like, again, this is not a reality. Welcome to 2020. What in the world? We got a new moon. We got a new moon. So, and a lot of us are feeling different. Mm -hmm. Weird. Um, I know personally, I know this is like off handle, but... You know, like when you're in a relationship and you argue and then you're like, oh, my God, I hope they don't leave, blah, blah, blah. This year with my man, he's like, well, I'll leave then. I'm like, get the fuck out then. (laughs) See ya. Bye. We are taking no prisoners. No, I am not entertaining bullshit anymore. It's like you want to use those stupid words. Get the fuck out. Go. And now he's very he just looks at me like, what the hell? I really didn't mean it. But now I'm like, like, I actually did, though. I meant it. I meant if you want to leave, go. That's how I feel now. Just Mm -hmm. like, I'm okay. It's all good. Yeah. And boundaries. Boundaries. It's just you're a different person. You're thinking different. You're respecting your body differently. You're connecting differently. I do feel like there's a new level of consciousness, like, that people are reaching. And they're being, not, not being like, there's a new level of consciousness. And we're... We're going through a awakening and a, a mass. I mean, maybe we are, but I'm not like trying to be like, this is we're leveling up. No, I ten I, signs you're awakening. Yeah, star seeds. <laughs> I think that <laughs> I think that people are becoming more conscious of the way that they treat each other. They're becoming more conscious of microaggressions. They're becoming more conscious of their bad habits. We we're just having a conversation about my stupid shit before. Of we all got our my thoughts that were just dumb shit that I was thinking about that I normally don't and really annoying me because I'm being more conscious of how I am putting my energy out there and even subtle energy that I put out there is really important to me when I'm driving for instance I used to be such a bad um how do you say aggravated road rage road rage there you go that was me a hundred percent And once I started, like, really tapping into being mindful and and grateful and connecting to myself and knowing that I can't, like, put out that energy, I'm not – I don't do road rage anymore. Mm -hmm. But even the littlest thing when I'm like, you fucking jerk, and I'm like, ah, Juliet, don't call somebody a jerk. That's not nice. Yeah. Like, they're a jerk, but they know this already. I don't need to, like, amplify the energy. It's just – see how I sound crazy? It's just how I think now. Like, I think that some people, like, you don't want to meet them where they already are, too. It's icky. It's, you know? It feels awful. You don't want to just be, like, it, it just, you realize that 
participating in that is exactly that. It's participation. You know, if a person is yelling at the, at the sky, if they're by themselves just, like, yelling and nobody is yelling back at them, then they're more likely to become aware of how ridiculous they're acting. Yeah. And I feel like there's a big emphasis on just being kinder to each other and being more self-aware. Of course, there's always going to be ignorant people in the world. But I feel like more than ever, people are doing the work. Mm -hmm. And now Mercury retrograde is over by the time this podcast airs. I think even just the concept of Mercury retrograde is making people more aware of how they act. Mm -hmm. And that maybe it's influenced by other things. Mm -hmm. And that, just that alone helps people become conscious of their behaviors and realize that their behaviors are not all them. Right. You know? And just that, just knowing that is a game changer. It is because you you know it's not part of you. Yeah. It's like a toxic attachment to like when I was speaking to you before, like things I never worry about before have worried about before or things I'm noticing now about how even when I go on social media and I notice something, it's not my normal. It's not who I am, but it's coming up now for a reason. So I'm like, ew, this is an icky shirt I have on that doesn't belong to me and I want to take it off right away. Well, just like in meditation when the negative self-talk comes through or you're just like gently meditating and you have something that comes floating along an insecurity, a negative thought, you recognize it's there and you go, oh, you know, that's interesting. I'm going to let you go gently. I'm going to pay attention to maybe what's going on to cause that thought. Coconut wants me to say something. Yes. Okay. This happened in the other episode where I intuitively had to like, had I don't know, maybe. There was a question in my head and I had yes, to address yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. It's happening again. So Coconut wants me to address something because we were talking about meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of people probably listen, don't necessarily connect with meditation, but if you dance, I feel like I need to speak about this. If you put on music and you just move to the music and you and the rhythm, you can just light your candles, burn your incense, um, put your music on and make sure no one's there bothering you. You could go into a meditative state while you're dancing in a trance. I know this is the way my culture does it. We, I, You put on some tambores, some drum music, mm-hmm. I'm out. It's just what it is. It, yeah. I am out of this space. Like I am moving and dancing with spirit. Yeah. Um, the same thing, you should try that in your practice. Put music that moves you and really taps into the insides of your being. Um, and that's kind of a form of meditation. Doing it with coconut will bring shit out and push it out of you. Mm-hmm. Because not only is it um, flowing through your body because of the water aspect. Yeah. And then you have fire, which is burning. And you're just purging it out of your body. That just information just came out of like yeah. somewhere out there. <laughs> the ether. The ether. Because, yeah, I never even thought about it that way, but it just came through. Yeah, it makes so much sense, like the motion and the the water that's, like, flowing and sweating and purging it out. Mm -hmm. And just, I'm just getting chills thinking about it. Like, I need to go home and put on my my 
drumming and santero music and just go at it. Yeah, and it's just like whenever I need to raise my vibration, dancing is always such a good way of doing that. It's interesting because I only do it in ceremony when I'm with my mom practicing Mm -hmm. uh, because that's the way we've always practiced. So I've always seen it kind of like sacred to us. Mm -hmm. So I've never really wanted to do it on my own other than just when I dance. But um, now that I'm talking about it, I really haven't done it by myself for my magical practice or spiritual practice. I've always done it with my tribe, um, with my mom, with my family, but not by myself. I feel like it's one of those things that just naturally happens when you're young. Like when you're young and you're excited to go somewhere and you are like, you know, getting ready to go out, you put like music on, you dance, you like get into a groove and it gets you your to forget everything. Good vibes going before mm. you go out. Yeah. I love that. I like to dance and like listen to music before I go generally anywhere, especially if it's important. I'm gonna, you know, get my vibe right. Yeah. I do that especially on the way in the car. Yeah. Put my jams on. Mm-hmm. There's certain stuff I can't listen to because I'm like, this is going to fuck my shit up, but I like it. But every time I listen to it, something bad happens. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I feel like that's totally Coconut's whole thing, you know? So I also wanted to talk about, um, we haven't talked about medical properties Mm -hmm. of Coconut. Mm, Yes. So one thing I wanted to bring up was that um, Coconut Water has been used in emergencies. Uh, It has potassium and sodium, so it can be used as an IV solution for blood plasma in war situations. Wow. And I think that's what gives coconut its potency. And also, now that we've spoken about it, it makes so much sense why you can spin a nasty fucking hex or a curse with it. Yes. Because it is so similar to blood plasma Mm. it's life force energy you know and if you're fucking with somebody's life force energy or using it as a blood replacement essentially that's very powerful you know that's why i also think it helps revitalize you um and cleanse you because essentially it's like using blood almost Mm -hmm. like that life energy and blood magic is very protective uh-huh so <laughs> to the good flow of energetic intuition yes. and wisdom coming out today um yeah so it also good for like cholesterol um your blood sugar if you're diabetic um actually helps fight alzheimer's disease and I know a lot of us don't think about that because it happens later in life. Yeah. But to be honest, guys, in the world that we're in, the pollution that's out there, our environment, the chemicals in our food, um, there's a lot of things that promote um, Alzheimer's disease. And I know people don't really care for it because you're younger now. But really pay attention to those things that help fight it because you don't want to end up, um, unfortunately falling into this yeah and protect yourself now early also coenzyme q10 is a great supplement for that it's too. amazing 
for sure. Um, heart disease, high blood pressure, liver health, um, boost energy, which is super true. Um, I did the Spartan race before, mm-hmm. you know, boom, the illness hit. Um, it gave me such a spark. Yeah. And it's, I actually had it, I soaked my wristband in coconut water because I couldn't grab it. We couldn't yeah. bring plastic into the whole race. So I would sip it, like suck it out of my um, wristband and it would really like give me a boost to keep going. Also, if you're doing extraneous exercise or you're really dehydrated, you mm-hmm. smoke too much weed and you woke up in the morning or something and you're dehydrated or hungover, hungover <laughs> coconut water is the best. Yes. I used to use coconut water um, or carrot juice when I played roller derby because I would be hardcore exercising for two hours straight, sweating completely through my clothing, like entirely soaked every single practice. So coconut water and carrot juice were my two essentials for keeping my electrolytes up. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also great for bone health. Yes. Because it has a manganese. Wounds and burns. Um, it's definitely anti-aging. That's why it's seen in yes. a lot of beauty. So when I... One of the things that really got me into making my own products is I was too poor to afford skincare products in my early 20s. And I would use coconut oil on my skin. And I was living in Florida. So as you know, the your skin gets weather damaged by the UV rays pretty easily when you live in Florida, especially if you're not being careful. Um, and I noticed I had lines in my forehead very early. Mm-hmm. So I started using coconut oil every day on my forehead lines and vitamin E once a week. And within a couple months, they were, like, completely gone. So powerful. Um, yeah. And then my my friends were asking me, like, what are you doing to your skin? Like, how how did you do that? Right. So I told my friend Heather, I was like, I just use coconut oil. And now she also swears by it. She was like, I need to do that. And she did it. And she's like, wow, this really works. For your hair. And your honestly, skin. do not come at me if you're like, it's comedogenic, whatever. It clogs your pores. Comedogenic oh. is like, yeah. So then close your fucking pores. <laughs> like, no. that should be part of your beauty regimen. So. It's not for every skin type. It's not. I'm incredibly greasy. My skin is super oily. And I'm super dry. So it works for me. It works for me too. Um, I don't break out from coconut oil. Some people do. If you do, don't use it. I tend to break out from lighter oil oils that are not supposed to be comedogenic. Mm-hmm. If I use a really light oil on my skin, I get really greasy and end up breaking out. Yeah. So coconut oil works for me. I don't care what the data says. I don't care what the internet says because that's my experience. And if my experience is like plump, glowing skin, I'm going to go with that. Yeah. For a hundred percent. I mean, for us, I never actually even heard about that part. Mm -hmm. I mean, get maybe growing up in 
Latina culture, indigenous culture, for us people of color, coconut is like the main queen of our beauty regimens for skin, hair, wounds, everything. Yeah. I use it in my tattoos. Yes. Everything. Everything. It's like... It's amazing. You could use coconut oils in different ways also like i have you could do it in stir fry you could bake with it you could add it to your coffee which i do in the summer just Mm -hmm. to add that extra hydration um and tea um and obviously people take it as supplements or you just eat it right out of the coconut yeah um oh i'll drop some recipes in the notes too I used to work at a raw food vegan place making smoothies. Yum. So I have some pretty good smoothie recipes. It's how I learned how to chop a young Thai coconut with a meat cleaver. <laughs> That's badass. It, yeah. So we would use like the, the coconut meat and the water. And I used to make this really delicious like uh, banana, coconut, and cacao smoothie. Mm. And then there was another one. It was um, coconut and mint. Or you could do coconut and basil, which is fucking delicious. That's interesting combination. I want to try that one. It sounds like like when I was like coconut and basil. And I, and then I tried it and I was like, this is the best fucking thing ever. I want to try it. It's also really nice in the summertime. So we're going to be heading into warm weather soon. If mm-hmm. you're in Florida, the warm weather is probably already there. Yeah. So these smoothies are really good ways of cooling off. Well, really quick before we end this, I wanted to talk about something that I missed. Um, the coconut shell is really also um, something that's important to my ancestors and culture because the shell could be used as um, bowls. Um, it could u- be used as offering bowls as well. Um, also as backgrounds for paintings. Mm-hmm. Like we have um, our ancestral art painted on it um, and it lasts forever. Yeah. So I have like a set of ceramics and things like that. I also do have coconut shells with beautiful paintings on them. You could also use it in your shower for soap. Oh. Put it in a coconut shell. So good. Connect with that water element. And I was watching a show on Netflix that um, restaurants on the edge Uh um, where they use the coconut, like just chop it in half with the coconut meat in it. Don't do anything. And you could add like ceviche in Mm. the middle or make it into a fruit bowl or something and just eat it out of the bowl. Like an actual plate kind of thing with the meat in it and just eat the whole thing that way, which I thought was really refreshing, especially for the summer coming up in spring. Now I want to make so many coconut things. Yummy. Oh, I'm going to go make coconut stuff today, I think. (laughs) So good. All right, well, I think that's it for coconut. Yes. So, as usual, give us five stars if you enjoyed today's episode. Um, Written reviews are great, too. We really appreciate written reviews. I love reading them so much. Yeah, I just like hearing what you guys have to say about Mm -hmm. it, you know? I like your feedback. Um, It helps us know what you want us to talk about more. And what you like. Yeah, like, before we were, like, iffy about us sharing our personal stories, and now we're all about it because it's what you guys are enjoying as well. Mm-hmm. So feedback is so good, like, letting us know how much you enjoy it and what you like about it and things like that. Elderhour.net. 
Um, and just a note, the link should be in the description below. Mm-hmm. And subscribe to the website because we have the blog and you'll get our weekly article on extra content, recipes, and all the good stuff that we share on here on there. Um, follow us on social media, Facebook and Instagram, Elder Hour. Me, I am author Juliet Diaz with two Zs. My book is Witchery, Embrace the Witch Within, which you could get anywhere. And Chelsea? I am at Stay at Home Witch on Instagram. And then Witch Baby Soap is at Witch Baby Soap on all social medias. So go follow us. Have a great day. Bye, guys. Bye. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These statements are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.